0: Hello everyone and welcome back to this week's episode of the Future Film Podcast with your host here, Robert Fitzhugh from the Dublin Smartphone Film Festival. I hope everyone is surviving in these isolation times and is holding out for, I'm sure, good news that'll happen down the line. This week we are talking to filmmaker uh, Oliver Richards. Oliver is a filmmaker based here in Ireland and this particular conversation is based around visual effects and the incorporation of visual effects into your film shot on mobile phones. As someone who's maybe foolishly just rolled up the sleeves in an attempt to learn Blender uh, for the first time, Uh, I am particularly fascinated with uh, visual effects, the access that people have to visual effects and how you incorporate them into your uh, films, particularly shot on mobile phones. Uh, So it's a great chat, very interesting. Uh, A lot of Oliver's stuff is very effects heavy, so that was one of the reasons I wanted to chat to him. Uh, He seems to be one of the people out there who's really pushing that that, that kind of... Way forward, so I just wanted to have a chat and talk to him about how kind of accessible and easy it is for people to use visual effects uh, on their phones. And um, so, with uh, further ado, I'll introduce Oliver, but just as a reminder to everyone um, uh, who listens to podcast, this week's episode is brought to us by our sponsors SV Assets. SV Assets um, are an absolutely savage and um, Optics and smartphone lens manufacturer. They make really quality lenses, be it anamorphic lenses, micro lenses, uh, sorry, micro, macro lenses. um, And uh, they're quality products and they have kindly agreed to sponsor this podcast. And in doing that, they have given us a discount code which everyone can use on their website. um, And the discount code is... Dublin 25. So if you go to their website, uh, which is SV assets, uh, info at svassets.se and you enter that promo code Dublin 25, you are going to get a 25% deduction of the total price of your purchase and that's a discount on all their products and that is up till July 1st. So that is a quality deal and I would recommend taking advantage of that because these lenses are class. So step up your game and stay a step ahead of the competition and boost your confidence with these premium smartphone optics sv assets lenses are by content creators for content creators all right let's get on with the chat hey oliver uh how are you thanks for joining me today on the podcast how's things going with you
1: hi rob thanks for having me on uh yeah no things are fine here um obviously everything is slowed down in yeah. ireland so i haven't really been getting out and doing any filming but um yeah no sort of planning new projects and stuff and obviously i've made a few sort of uh one man films yeah. in my own so uh I haven't really been planning any more of those, but I'm sure as we're all in lockdown at the moment, I should really get back on that. And actually the irony is, is that when I could have got outside, I was making films in my own house.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and now you're, I, inside I, and you're like, God damn it. Go I want to shoot that. I go,
1: epic. I want to go outside. and make films. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a bit stupid, but yeah. The,
0: really... um, how did the, well, you know what they say limitations breeds creativity. So I can see yeah, everyone yeah. getting incredibly creative and, um, I mean, on on like with everything that's going on, it's awful and it's horrible. But there's also something kind of um, as long as you're not sick. There's also something kind of uh, I can't think of the word I'm looking. But the fact that everybody is is forced to be in the same boat, there's some sort of solidarity to that. And at the same time. It, it almost kind of gets you to reorientate yourself. You kind of, you realize, I realize I'm not really missing out on much outside of, of the obvious things of visiting my family and friends and things like that. But in terms yeah. of the day-to-day life and stuff like that, um, it's great. I've, I I was just saying to my my girlfriend there before I came on, I'm busier now than I would be normally. Really? Because uh, I, yeah, I have so many projects, edits and things that are open that I'm working on closing off and things like that. So, I mean, I'm flat out. I worked from nine in the morning till 10 at night last night so i and i'll have to do the same again today so I, it's just an interesting time uh, for me professionally anyway um yeah. but um i'm trying to do as much the one thing i'm not doing is creativity so that's why i kind of was interested in talking to people this week and um, particularly about kind of what they were doing to combat it and and, and what they've done in the past but um yeah. i suppose i should let people know a bit about yourself you uh, are a filmmaker and you are based in cork um, yep. do you, how did you end up in Cork what's a bit about your background how did you because uh, because because the average listener you don't sound like you're from Cork
1: no 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 so basically I'm from I'm from Oxford in the UK and um me and my partner um moved to Cork because she got a job at UCC so basically I was working in film production in Oxford and then I we moved to Cork but I I sold a lot of my equipment to the old company I was working for yeah. and a I came to Kinter Cork and just didn't really have any equipment and that's actually why I began filming on phones. Brilliant. Because I didn't have I I didn't have a camera except my phone. So I just thought, okay, I don't have a job and um I wanna still be creative doing film stuff. So I did just start doing these little short films around my house, um, or in the in the apartment where we live. And I had a I had a background in not a professional background, like an amateur background in doing special effects. So I kinda of thought as I've got time on my hands, um, I'll just do some some special effects projects and sort of get my special effects sharper than they were. And that's why that's kind of the outcome of those films I've made is just uh, getting so, getting creative again when you're not doing much, which is actually still the case,
0: ironically. Yeah. Which is right now, yeah, more than ever. Yeah, yeah, but in yeah. terms of in terms of your background in in you said in, in, in kind of visual effects, is it just something that before you switched to phones, it's just something you kind of dabbled with, it's something you kind of yeah. played around with using After Effects kind of in your own time kind of thing?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. no, I, I, I did some some very basic graphic stuff because uh, in, back in, in the UK, I was in documentary production. So I would do sort of like title sequences and stuff like that oh, okay. on After Effects. So I had a, and then I was also playing around with things like uh, motion tracking and all of that sort of stuff, but I never I never did it professionally and only when i came to cork i sort of reopened these uh, these programs and really tried to mm-hmm. try to learn them properly and obviously um still am so it's it's tough tough learning this kind of
0: software but um it, it is of, and i mean i i have some experience with after effects it's just it's uh, like i i enjoy editing and things like that but after effects is a, is a when you're when you're when you're framing <laughs> Something to move <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> inch yeah. by inch across a screen. It's, it's where, for me personally, I'm like, oh, I just want to get to the end result. But it's just, it's something that I've done. I remember. I remember I became obsessed with trying to animate text coming out of my mobile phone, uh, with after effects for a long time. And it had nothing to do with the project I was doing. I just, you know, I, I, I once I realized you could do it, I wanted to do it. Yeah. Um, but I've noticed from the stuff you've submitted, uh, you've submitted two films to two different of the festivals at the moment that they are sort of effects heavy. And I was really interested in that. And, 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 and the combination of that and using your phone. Um, yeah. do you find it yeah. much of the same as if you're using your camera or,
1: I think so um I mean I, again I, I never really did any special effects on proper cinema cameras so I couldn't really tell you the differences um but using using the phone I think it it's still I think if you're using special effects I think you've still gotta um if you're filming with a phone you still need to plan it as if you were using any other camera like you need to kind of I think have a A rough idea of what you want before you shoot. So you understand sort of roughly how much motion tracking you'll be needing to do in post production and, you know, looking at the composition and stuff, roughly where effects are going to be on the screen and roughly what you'll need to mask out and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So if you have a. So that's why I put like very rough storyboards together, just hand drawn storyboards, and I try and keep to that as much as possible um but yeah some sometimes some shots you do just have to sort of wing it and make it up in post-production and that's also really quite beneficial as well like you can like I do have a habit for sort of quite strict storyboarding because I like storyboarding and I like drawing and stuff but sometimes some shots have always have worked out really well when I've just kind of taken a random bit of footage which I didn't think would work and it's actually turned into be a nice shot so it's yeah, there's no, there's, no real, um, there's no real organized template for it. You've just got to see what works and what doesn't, especially with special effects software. Like sometimes sometimes I've put shots into After Effects, which I think would like motion track really well, and they haven't. So, so again, the software can also just be, uh, the software can sort of just mess around with you, and then sometimes it can work really well for you and I've not figured out, <laughs> yeah side. i mean it's
0: it's all it's all trial and error i suppose to it is right yeah, exactly it's it gonna work here what doesn't and what's yeah. the like you say you have a your documentary background what's the attraction to to visual effects is it just uh have you always kind of had a kind of an inkling i'd love to kind of get into that because because to me it's a it's a different. Uh, for me personally i can't speak different it's a different sensibility for me as i like i don't mind editing but when i start to have to add things in and and kind of animate things it's 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 a different sensibility that i just don't have um and you were saying there that you like drawing i mean is it a kind of an art type thing that draws you to it or
1: I, i i think so yeah i mean i i was just i was just interested in special effects from a from a young age like watching those kind of hollywood movies growing up I just thought it'd be really cool to do that kind of stuff but I, I never got into it professionally which is uh, something I probably should have done. I never I never studied um special effects at, at college or anything like that. But um but yeah, I think just sort of trying to recreate those kind of images you see growing up with like action films is just sort of something that attracts me to doing special effects and um and also the the software is a lot more available now. Yeah. And so just having that kind of three-dimensional software and stuff just as off-the-shelf products now just kind of makes it just more attractive to to try it at least. And um, there have been some really, really good examples of low-budget indie films, which have just done amazing special effects with, with yeah, some you know, pretty off-the-shelf software.
0: I'm trying to think. I know I have an example i am had. Do you have an example of one in particular? I'm trying to think of one that's like incredibly impressive and was filmed using just off-the-shelf stuff uh, oh and um, what's the one where he travels to with the monster monsters is that what i'm thinking Monst-
1: of? I, th- I think monsters is probably the most widely known film of that kind of uh specification like yeah it was i don't know the exact software that the director used uh gareth edwards but yeah it was very much software that i've got on my own computer and he he had a background in i think he worked for double negative or one of the big special effects companies um yeah and then he then he went independent so he had a a really vast knowledge of special effects beforehand but then he just used off the shelf equipment and software to create it and he just created a really beautiful movie and it's
0: uh, it's definitely an inspiration for amateur Effects, effects artists yeah because i i don't i don't remember what he used either but i remember there was that whole kind of buzz about how he'd shot it for relatively cheap and he'd edited it uh, he'd done all the effects using office i mean i don't remember what software he's i remember people would say oh he did all the effects on his laptop at home but i mean his laptop could have been yeah. worth 45 grand do you know what I mean you never know what he's put yeah, yeah. into it but yeah, um i mean I, I
1: i think it was i don't know the exact budget of that film but i know it was filmed kind of in a very documentary style way and mm. uh that I think to the sort of apocalyptic nature of the film.
0: Yeah. And the effects are used quite sparingly. If I remember a lot of the monster stuff is at night. It's Um, not,
1: it's it's not in your face and it's not like uh, it's not overdone. It's very subtle. And I think that really, really works. And it's, and again, it's, it's one of those things where the, the effects were impressive, but it's a human story and the the human characters are what makes the film. And the, the visual, the visual effects, complement that but they don't they don't rule the film which i think is good and i think yeah, that's why yeah, people like
0: yeah it's kind of subtle and it's it, it 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 adds to the story rather than distracting you from it um yeah. and like i have quite i so you abduction was the first film that you submitted to the festival but the one that you submitted this year that was doing the rounds is is very clever uh thirsty and i have yeah. so many questions about well, my first question is uh for anyone who's listening who hasn't seen thirsty thirsty is essentially a little comedy about an app where you can generate your own alcohol in your house, which would be an amazing product if it existed at this moment in time, yeah, uh, yeah, where yeah. you could generate alcohol in your own house. Uh, and you have a, a wonderful effect shot where you've several wonderful shots in it where the, the you you've animated the liquid inside the, um the glass. But the first question yeah. I have is the reverse of the glass filling up. From yeah. Zero thing. How did you do that? The, this, um, did you remove the liquid going in, and then and then reverse the clip, or how did you get the the liquid to was, fill from zero to top? It was it was basically just um, because the,
1: the 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 shot is kind of uh, the shot is um, moving as well. So basically, I filmed it with I filmed an empty glass, and then I filmed me from the same angle. I filmed me filling up the glass, and basically, I then just masked out the actual liquid put it over the shot of the empty glass and then i cut out those elements and then i very gently did a uh sliding shot and then basically without the glass there and then basically i just added all the elements together and you got this nice uh nice moving shot so again there's no there's no like three-dimensional cgi or anything like that it's just different shots layered over each other and it it managed to I did. Um, I also did like a test shot as well. I did a very brief test shot a couple of weeks before that to make sure it would work. And yeah, so the actual final shot was was quite nicely done. I was quite happy with that.
0: That's class. No, it's it's amazing the amount of effort there. How long did it take you to put? Would you reckon to put that one shot together?
1: Well, the one shot I think was because um, I had to rotoscope out all the liquid stuff from start to finish, just a... Uh, maybe two or three days and then i i left it a little while and then i went back and i did some adjustments and stuff so i think the whole film took me from start to finish took me two months to make
0: wow, um, and it's what what's the, the running time is what two two minutes or something two and a half minutes yes yeah, uh, something
1: like that two and, a half and minutes, it's, yeah
0: that's crazy but how long were you shooting for like in your kitchen
1: i was i was shooting for like just I got the main shots done in a single day. And then I went back when I, when I was sort of nearer in the editing phase, I went back and I redid a couple of things and I re, I recomposed a couple of shots, um, which is the beauty of doing stuff on your own because you have that freedom and that time.
0: Yeah. Especially Uh, it's in your house and it's at your table and you can just go back and and repeat it over and over and over again. yeah, yeah, Uh, Yeah. What kind of equipment were you using to shoot on the, on the day? Oh, I was,
1: I was just using the iPhone X and I just used a, a tripod and a slider, and I didn't. I only used a. I only used one external light, which was not a. Um, not very powerful. I just wanted to illuminate the the other side of my face because it was all of it. the The light come in in the the room. The light comes in only from one side, so I just had a another light. Yeah, the other. I feel
0: like just to 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 yeah. pop your face yeah. a little bit. Yeah, um,
1: that was it. Like very very minimal and yeah virtually virtually nothing and it was just the the iphone x i think is a good phone and it gave like the right amount of light and it really complemented everything around the room so yeah it's quite a simple setup
0: there was no lenses or anything you didn't
1: no 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 i I did I, i did experiment with um different lenses but i just thought the the native lens was all that was needed
0: yeah, that's now The only reason I ask is that I've been, I'm working on something from home here and uh, I've been experimenting with lenses all last night. Lenses, oh, yeah. and, gr- lenses and green screen, just trying to figure out uh, what looks the best. And I, I don't know whether I'll use the lenses at all now. I don't know. I'll just see. Um, but I've been popping on different lenses and, and things. Is your slider a manual slider or one of the automatic ones?
1: Oh, it's a manual one. Yeah, it's actually an old slider and I do need to, to get a better one because it um I got it very cheap and... You know, it, it, it just doesn't slide very smooth. So if you slide nice and slowly, it's fine. But I need to get a new one. So I'll be looking out for something when, when all
0: this all is over.
1: Yeah. yeah, when all this is over, hopefully I'll, I'll update my equipment a bit.
0: Yeah, I like the, I, I have one that's a, a movie maker from Grip Gear and it runs a little, uh, it's electronic and it runs a little remote control and you just click it and it'll run. Yeah, I
1: might, I might look into one of those because I think um, during, your, during your class, I, I saw that. And So yeah, that might be the slider I get next because
0: it's. Which really- is yeah, it's handy because you don't have to think about it when you're, especially if you're filming on your own. Uh, yeah. You can set things up and, and and you might only end up using a two or three seconds of the movement, but it'll just keep yeah. running until the batteries run out, back and forth, back and forth at whatever speed. Uh, so something like that is is quite handy. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it's just crazy. And then like so, you did how many shorts do you think you, you put together since you, since you started picking up and shooting on your phone?
1: Um, I think it was, uh, four. I think, I think I did abduction. Then I did thirsty. Then I did the vacant trailer and then I did the one minute 2020 film. So I think that's four overall. Um, and yeah, so I think for doing four films on, uh, on my own, I've sort of wanted to get out and actually use some actors, but now we're all stuck inside.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. You might, you might as well keep going with the uh, with the have, uh, practicing solo. I have,
1: plan- I have planned a, another couple of films which I could do on my own, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll um, I'll maybe get around to doing them as as possible or just whenever. Yeah, I need some different locations for that. So.
0: Yeah, the 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 thing I was gonna say to you was like when you sit down to do a short, an effects driven short, are you approaching it from uh an effects perspective first over a story and thing like that Are you think god i'd love to be able to try and do that and then your story forms from that or do you come up with an idea and then have the effects uh, i think
1: yeah i think when probably with the shorts and stuff it probably comes from from the effect side like for for example when i did the the abduction alien film i did want to experiment with three dimensional moving objects so i created the whole idea of the spaceship in order to do that and um so yeah i created the story i mean there's very little story involved it's just kind of a scene really but um,
0: yeah
1: so i created that around the concept of wanting to do effects and stuff but um but obviously like yeah when you go into the storyboarding process you've then got to think about the actual content that you're putting on the screen. So you can't have it just as effect after effect, after effect, you've got to actually think about what you're giving the audience to, to watch. And so you've then got to go back. You might want to use a certain process or look at some certain effects, but then you do have to go back and look at the actual story you're trying to tell as well. And so you've got to then get a mixture of the two. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like different ingredients. You've got to then balance them in some way.
0: Yeah, no, it's just, I was curious because the first short I did on a mobile phone had no storyline. I I did it really just to see, A, I wanted to shoot on a phone and B, I wanted to shoot it in a stop motion style. But I didn't really, I put the cart before the horse in the sense that I, I, I knew what I wanted it to look like. And then I just started shooting it uh, and I would do it over the course of days. And then gradually, as I was making it, I tried to craft some sort of loose narrative into it. Um yeah. But I mean, I, the easiest way for me to get away with that, if anyone watches, I just call it experimental because really it's yeah. not about anything. But it it uh, but it gave me a chance to play around with certain apps and try and create a certain style, which I really like. Which I I was thinking of doing a documentary recently. I, said, I really have, I really have an itch because I don't do anything really creative. I'm talking to people who are creating stuff all the time, and any yeah, creative exactly. stuff I do is very corporate and it's for someone else. So I I really have a, a goo in me to to do a documentary and I said, geez, I'd love to do a documentary in this kind of stop motion animation style, similar to waltzing with Bashir, is it? Or I can't remember. Do you remember that documentary? *Waltzing yeah, Bashir*?" yeah. yeah no, that.
1: Waltz with Bashir, yeah.
0: Waltz with Bashir. Yeah, something along those lines that's done in a stop motion animation style. But the first thing I ever did, I, I, on a phone anyway, I I did just on my own, just to see what it would look like. And yeah. it, visually, it's quite interesting, but it's a minute long and it's not really about anything. Uh, yeah. it's actually not about anything at all. Um but uh yeah, I well, mean it's a, just in, yeah.
1: It's just uh yeah, put it down as experimental. And, I mean, I think that's what I do with all my films as well. I, I I see them as experiments, which if they if they work, they work. And if they don't, then it's a good a good effort. And um I have done various testing with other short film concepts which I just can't really get right. And the effects are either too complicated and so i either put them on the back burner and say that i'll i'll sort of complete them when i've got better knowledge of how to do the effects um or just some of the some of them as well the story isn't quite working out so again it's all just experimental i'm just sort of seeing
0: seeing what works and what doesn't yeah you need that kind of spark i think when you when you start something and you and you look at it and you're like oh this isn't exactly the way i thought it would be sometimes you need that kind of spark to drive you through it to be like i'm gonna figure this out and if it's just not there sometimes because i would do that often i would drop stuff not drop stuff i'd put stuff on the back burner um because it didn't pan out the way i thought it would and uh, you know with my test shot similar to what you're saying and then i might never get back to it because then something else catches my attention and and it gives me another idea for something new but i just find the effects approach really really interesting because i can imagine that as you said it took you two and a half months to do that i can imagine yeah. there's a lot of work on the back end to get these things to look a specific way yeah, but yeah what i will say is from running on the festival circuits from seeing films that are submitted all the time people don't seem to really invest that much uh, in that sort of process so it really makes things like thirsty stand out from the crowd Uh, because it's visually interesting and it it shows that someone has spent time constructing the effects. There was one other film at the festival this year. I don't know if you've seen it called January 21st. I can't remember what what the name of it was, but it was like Cloverfield on a phone. Uh,
1: Yeah, I think I remember that one. I I did watch all those films. Um...
0: It was like random. It was like the, the, the premise was footage from an iphone being backed up and it kind of randomly jumped through photos and video and it kind of painted out sort of a, a sort of an alien attack or something on earth i think uh, yeah no, no
1: no i think yeah yeah no no no, i do i do remember that one yeah yeah, yeah. if if, it, if that's the one we're both talking about yes i think i do remember it yeah
0: yeah it's like a guy it ends up being a guy kind of talking into to after his wife and child disappear and he's in a house but i mean yeah. it, it's it's the easiest way to describe it is cloverfield shot on the phone But he had some, I cannot tell, I cannot tell if they were a shot or not. There's helicopters that fly over at one stage and jets. And it feels almost, maybe it's the way he shot it. It feels almost like he was heard a helicopter flying over and took his phone out in his garden and shot the helicopter. Or, Or I can't tell if it's real or not. Um, And it is a great end shot as well. Um, But he took full advantage of the LA fires and everything to give it a bit of production value. But that's kind of a, an example of what we're talking about with your man uh, um, behind Gareth Edwards, behind monsters is that that movie has little bits of potential effects spliced into it. And I can't tell for the life of me if he's created them or not. Um, Yeah.
1: Because I, I did. Yeah. For, for monsters, I did see a behind the or or a making of documentary of that. And like, yeah, he is, he's gone to so much effort to basically just, you know, create every shot and just give it like, even, even things like signposts are all changed to put, to put like bullet holes through the signposts and uh, graffiti. And there are so many, there are so many things like flyers and posters on the wall regarding the, um, this, this alien outbreak. Um, and again, that all put in, in post-production and you realize just how, how good he is.
0: And, yeah, because um, so, 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 I know the signs and stuff, that's so subtle and it's, it's almost blinking you miss it. Uh, but it does, it does wonders for world building. But um, I didn't realize that he's, he's added all that in. I thought there were physical signs he'd have made and stuff like that. And...
1: Yeah, no, because I think, I think he did the thing where he, he and the film crew just rocked up to a lot of the locations and just ask people then and there if they could start filming it. So people probably thought that they were shooting a documentary or something like that. Yeah. And then after that he had to just painstakingly just put all this stuff in and just I don't know, yeah, because um he would have had to have thought about the continuity and all of that kind of stuff. So yeah. he, he did a really good job. And I think, yeah, when it comes to the aliens, the actual physical aliens in the film, like yes, they are very, very subtle and they're in the background, but in all the i think in a in the other stuff like yeah he has changed a lot of the the world building kind of
0: shots that's, that's brilliant
1: really it really worked i think
0: yeah would you uh would you ever take on something longer form content uh with the uh, an effects driven longer form thing like could you see yourself undertaking something of that not that size necessarily but doing a longer form something with effects would it be something yeah, that would really but, interest you or
1: Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I would, I would love to do that. If, as, as long as like the the story and the script were good as well, I would, I would be very happy to attempt to uh, that kind of that kind of uh, stuff. It'll be really interesting, and I just hope I could uh, pull it off. So I'd have to do a, some testing beforehand. But yeah, it will be you know, if the opportunity like that came up that'll be really interesting i think
0: how would you how do you find the scripting part of things by the way like like do you find it okay or is it something that you dread
1: um i think when it comes to when it comes to generating ideas i think i you know i can come up with ideas but yes when it comes to scripting i'm not a natural writer i don't think um but i do i do enjoy it and getting the ideas down but then i'm happy to sort of give the script to someone else to maybe tweak with it and change bits and stuff but it's just something I've realized I've got to got to do or else I'm not really going to get anything done because uh, you can't really if you've got if you've got ideas then you've got to really just teach yourself how to script write and just get that get that stuff down I think even if you're not a natural writer you can just learn how to format screenplays and stuff and just just try I think so that's what I've kind of been doing over the last
0: year as well yeah I, I used, some, yeah I used to find the formatting side of things would be a bit debilitating for me but now if i write them on like uh, an app like cell text or something like that i yeah, find yeah. that part of it a little bit easier but i always find that i, I lo- i'm always an ideas person and i find that i don't have the discipline to sit down and write and when i write i tend to lose interest in those ideas yeah. very quickly uh, so i would much prefer to adapt someone else's stuff if somebody gave me a script now i'd be like brilliant i'd love to adapt i'd love to have that framework worked out already so I could sit down and just think of the visuals um but um I've yet to work off script or I'd love to have somebody write one of my scripts for me I mean I have one or two burning ideas that I'm that I would love to make but um uh, I never get around to it uh because I'd have to sit down and write them and I'm like ugh, no and then time just kind of moves on yeah, yeah, yeah um but i'm sure that's a problem like uh, somebody and that's why i was i'm envious of people who, who just write scripts or you know script because it's such a it's such an art and it's such a uh to, i just I, i'm so far removed from that part of the process if you know what i mean uh, yeah, yeah. i'm i'm clearly somewhere in the middle which is all visuals with very little after effects post work and very little uh uh planning in advance so it's nice to to have a whole team of people to help you on that stuff, I suppose is, is you get all those people together in a combination, then, then you're on to a winner. But at the moment, I suppose, given our current situation, we might have to uh, be writing and directing and editing and uh, uh, doing all the effects on all our own stuff for the foreseeable future. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, um, it's going to be,
1: we'll have to see what interesting creativity comes of this situation. And, and I think that will reflect probably in, in next year's festival as well.
0: Oh, one hundred percent. I fully expect yeah. stuff to be submitted that has been shot by people in quarantine or in isolation, or you know, um, that's why I'm running that kind of pop-up festival because I I, I fully expect to see this. It's such a this, this 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 is this. It's kind of a rich vein of potential storytelling, uh, yeah. that could be done, uh, with just using your phone, um, while limited to inside your house or in in and around your house. I mean. I live where I live is quite isolated as is. So, I mean, um, I don't really see people day to day anyway. So, I mean, it's, I, I'm very much removed from what's going on, say in the city and things like that. I don't, I haven't been up there in a while, so I don't know. But um, yeah, I'm fully expecting kind of a a whole range of, of of clever storytelling. Um, uh, And, and I'm sure that we will be making films and talking about something like this for, for quite some time to come.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, it's definitely an interesting time, and I'll um, I'll have to get my I- ideas book out and brush off those um, self-shot ideas. Yeah, because I've, I've got a I've got a couple of them, and I just haven't done anything with them. But I think I'll, we're obviously going to be inside for a long time. I might have to get those ideas back out and uh,
0: work on those. Yeah. Because you'll be you'll be raging when the quarantine's lifted and you had all this free time to work on stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're like, no, I'll never get that again. Uh, yeah, yeah, Hopefully, yeah, hopefully I'll never like get that, that again. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody wants to be inside,
1: but uh, yeah, you have
0: to be. <laughs> yeah, you have to be. You might as well make the most of it. Uh, and I am having a very pr- productive period in my life at this moment in time. But yeah. um, anyway, listen, I'll leave it there. I'll let you get back okay. to working on future shorts. Uh, yeah. Thanks so much for coming on and chatting. Um, no, where thanks. can uh, is thirsty up online for anyone to watch anywhere or uh
1: yeah i've got it on i have a i have a website which is um or like a an online portfolio which is com. and um, right. I, I can give you a yeah if you, send
0: me, if you send me the link i'll embed that in in where in it needs to be and i'll drive people yeah, towards yeah, it. Yeah, yeah.
1: no that's great no i appreciate you um having me on and, yeah uh, no I look worries to listening to your other podcasts
0: yeah, well, I'm I'm stocking up this week. I'm trying to yeah.
1: uh, chat to Get as many people up. as possible.
0: <laughs> That's so awesome. uh, perfect. Okay, well, I'll talk to you later. Yeah, thanks very much, okay. Rob. Take bye, care. bye, 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 bye. Okay. And that is it for my chat with Oliver. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. I found it particularly interesting and I'm really going to double down on my knowledge and learning of Blender now because I'm determined to crack that code. It might take me eight to 10 years, but I'm going to get there. God damn it. Uh, If anyone wants to know more about uh, Oliver, you can check him out at Alsburger Films um, and you can find him on his YouTube channel, which is Alzberger Films or Oliver Richards. You can find out some of the shorts that he's done. His short Thirsty is particularly excellent and it was in this year's Smartphone Film Festival uh, and a number of them around the world. Uh, If you want to find out more about the festival and what's going on with us, um, we are still ticking away. We were one of the lucky ones who was able to get our live event off the ground and done before... the lockdown and uh, so we will be back again next year and um, and the submissions are flying in if you want to submit to the festival you can do that on a link to our website at www.dublinsmartphonefilmfestival.com or through film freeway um, and be sure to get your submissions in uh, we have some quality prizes lined up for next year's event uh, until then, uh, keep filming, keep us posted on what it is you're doing, by all means tag us at, at DubSmartFF on social media uh, we'd love to know what you're doing, we'd love to hear from you um, we'd love to see what you're making, happy filming guys